0: Well, hey, this is Joey Ferjanek, lead pastor of The Block Church. I want to thank you for joining us today. It's an honor to share this time together with you. We hope this message will touch, impact, and transform your life and help take us one step further on our journey to revive every block. What's up, everybody? Come on, you're grateful to be in the house of God today. Welcome again. My name is Joey. I want to welcome our online community and every physical location. What's up, everybody? I love you guys so much. Excited uh, to begin here to stay. I'll talk a little bit about what that journey uh, is, uh, but uh, I want to kind of take you back a little bit to our first Easter. And uh, Lauren and I, this is our first Easter together. You can see a picture of us. And uh, look at Lauren, beautiful as ever. Uh, the years have punched me in the face and on the top of the head. And, uh, but here, here's why you got to be here every week. I might, I might remove my hair during this series, not out of stress, just because it's a new season, you know. So don't miss a single week, okay? Okay. That's all I'm saying, and uh, but that was uh, man our first Easter. Unbelievable how good God has been. Amen. Uh, I've got a few favorite untold stories of our journey. Uh, one of them, uh, shout out to Pastor Grace in Port Richmond. Uh, but a woman came up to Grace our first baptism Sunday, and she said, "Can I baptize my cat?" Like like your real, live, living, awful, evil, cat dander, smelling, no good cat. And thank God it didn't get to me because I would have casted the demons out of her. And, and uh, But uh, those are the kind of things that happened early on, you know. It's like, sorry if you have a cat. God bless you. Uh, but... You know, like weird stuff. Uh, there's another story that cracked me up. Uh, we were uh, we were at Old Brick. This is in Fishtown. This was during our pre-launch phase, and uh, a few of us were gathered at Old Brick, and we thought we we're gonna have church there. And there was about ten people left in the church, and they said, "You can have church here." So we're gearing up for launch, and then last minute, they kicked us out. <laughs> And, uh, and so we're just, I I was like super depressed. Like, what are we going to do? We're not going to have church. And then we stumble upon Richmond hall in Port Richmond. And I meet with the owners and the owners like, Hey, there was a church here. They have a building in Bridesburg. They were renovating. Uh, So, uh, anyway, they're using our space right now. They're leaving and actually they're leaving because they're kicked out because, well, they had a dog come in and the dog bit one of our workers, Then they said they were always late on rent. And if you're ever late, you're out. I said, I promise we will never be late. Ever, ever, ever. And no dogs, ever. No cats, no dogs, ever. And uh, sure enough, uh, there was another church holding our accounts. And uh, they were holding our accounts because we were still forming. And they sent our first rent check. Didn't sign it. It was a bad check. And I went on bended knee, you know, please don't kick us out. These were, these were the kind of things that were happening early on. Uh, how many of you know, uh, it's not been easy? Uh, let me rephrase that, because some of you are like, I don't, what are you talking about? If you've been married for 10 years, you know it's been great, but it's not been easy. If you started a business, it, it's not always uh, been easy, although it's been good, Right? Anything worth something, anything worth your value, anything worth your effort, anything worth your energy, anything worth life change, it's never easy. And over the last eight years, uh, there's been a lot of great things that God has done, but it's not been easy. But I will say, it's been better than we could have ever thought, asked, dreamed, or imagined. In my life, in my life I've uh, had two babies. Uh, I, uh, I've had homes. I've made lifelong brotherhood friends. I've seen God do miracles. I've seen bodies healed. I've seen lives changed, addicts delivered. I don't know about you, but it's been the best eight years of my life. And I wanna say to all those who've been here to the start, thank you, I love you. To the 40 people who told me they were gonna come when we started the church and they never came, thank you as well. For all those who've joined along the way, I'm grateful for you. For all those who got adopted last week, come on, somebody. Yeah. I want to do something at every location, even online, if you're, if you're at home. Come on, let's stand to our feet for a second. And can I just want to take for a moment, I want to take about 15 seconds. And I want to give God praise because some of us during these eight years, we've gotten married. We've had babies. Come on, somebody. We've gotten out of debt. We've gotten substantial raises. We've made lifelong friends. We've been healed of diseases. We've been delivered from drugs. Do I got anybody thankful for what God has done? Come on, 15 seconds. God, we give you glory. We give you praise. You saved us. You healed us. You delivered us. You changed us. You renewed us. I'm thankful for the love of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you lord thank you lord god we just take a moment and we build an altar come on every location every person we, we build an altar right now and once again we re up we commit and we lay ourselves down on the altar god if you provide the fire we'll be that sacrifice god what you did in eight. It pales into comparison as to what you're going to do in the next one, two, three, four, five, six. You can have us all. And one more time, Jesus, we put you on the throne as senior pastor of this church. We love you. We trust you. And we give you all the glory. Come on one more time. Let's give God a praise today. We love you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Amen. You may be seated. You may be seated. I hope you didn't let a rock cry out in your place. I hope you gave God all the glory. If you didn't, you'll get another chance. Uh, But uh, thank you, worship team. And uh, yeah, a lot has changed over the years. Uh, A lot has changed. Um, Eagles won their first Super Bowl during the last eight years. Unbelievable. Never thought I'd see it. Uh, More importantly... We've made disciples, and we're going to keep making disciples and hopefully win another Super Bowl. <laughs> Not sure which one's of more value. So what is here to stay? I know you're asking, what, what is here to stay? Well, when we have anniversaries... Typically, we will, you know, gather at an arena and gather all our locations and it'll be packed and it'll be wild and people get saved and we've done things like human and revival and uh, all kinds of different things. We've met in the Fillmore, the TLA, we've met in the arenas. I mean, we've done a lot of things. Uh, But this year, uh, we felt like we needed to be at our locations to symbolize uh, uh, what we are doing by putting our flag in the ground. Um, it's really important because the, the last few years, everybody knows this, we're tired of talking about it, but I have to. The last few years have just been, ugh, it's just been tough on a lot of people. And I know people have thrived during it and I'm sure the people of God here you have, but there's been a lot of challenges. It's really sad. A lot of churches have gone under over the last couple of years. A lot of churches have not come back to where, to where they were. A lot of people have lost a lot of things from loved ones to businesses to you name it. And I'm grateful for the grace of God that we're still here. By the grace of God, by a few miracles, by the generosity of Richmond Hall and their owners, we're still here. Uh, during the pandemic, we were scrambling because, um, you know, we've been kicked out of more venues than you've been kicked out of your house as a teenager. Okay, uh, I mean, I mean this—the the northeast location where I'm broadcasting from right now—we've uh, we've had four location changes. Uh, Center City, my goodness, Center City. I uh, had three location changes and took oh, took longer than anybody for us to find a home to relaunch. It's been real difficult to have uh, our church, which is the block church, with a mission to revive every block, to be in every crevice and corner of this city, to maintain our mission and our vision with somebody else controlling our destiny. Well, what is here to say? Well, here to stay is important because what we're doing is we are saying, we are saying that no, no matter what, uh, no, come, come hell or high water, that's my favorite saying, no government, no pandemic, no incident, nothing. Nothing is going to remove us from being a lighthouse in darkness. Yeah. Nothing, nothing. And, and, so, and so because to be honest with you, uh, we have not been uh, able to say that. Even sometimes when you rent places, uh, you are at the jurisdiction and really at the, the, the generosity, if you will, of the landlord. Now, I want to say something. Our mission to revive every block, not going to change. We are going to keep planting locations. We are going to keep going into every neighborhood and region. It's going to keep happening. Renting will continue to be in our future. But before we do all that again, before we jump into some of the reproduction and multiplication again, we've got to get, continue to get more healthy, continue to grow our locations, but we've got to purchase some strategic facilities uh, in some strategic places before we do some of this stuff again. So I'm a pioneer. I'm a trailblazer. It's in my nature. I want to start new locations. This is why God called me to plant a church. I want to rally everybody and lead everybody into battle with like a wooden sword against machine guns. Like that's my personality. However, uh, however, to go against my nature means I'm I'm really hearing from the Lord. Now, God made me this way, but there's a time where, where you've got to slow down. So, so we're going to slow down from multiplying and we're going to spend the next couple years pursuing and aggressively making offers on some strategic facilities. Now, today, I will not get into what those places are, where those places are, any of that, because you got to come back. Ultimately though, Here to Stay is a two-year initiative with a six-week public phase. We're gonna raise additional funds so that we can go and do what we need to do so that we are here to stay for the generation behind us. That's what we're gonna do. And I know some of you, you've been through building projects before and campaigns and capital campaigns and you're given and you're sacrificing. And then the next thing you know, the pastor rolls up in uh, uh, an Italian designer car and you're like, I guess he's here to stay. And uh, look, I'm not, I don't, I'm not judging other pastors. I'm not, I'm not hating anybody. But what I will say is this, uh, is, uh, we are, if, if, if you could count what we need to do, if we're at a level 10, you know, if 10, one being the lowest, 10 being the highest, we're at a level 11. If I'm walking because I sold my car, it's probably likely. Uh, that, that's how serious this moment is for us. Uh, furthermore, uh, we, We've got, I, I, know, I know myself, I'm a man. I'm a, I am by nature a sinner saved by grace through faith. And so are you. You've seen over the last several years, a lot of pastors are very much very human. Now, uh, to assure you and encourage you in this journey, I've got a lot of accountability in my life. I've set this up on purpose purpose, from overseers to board of trustees to elders to staff to relationships. Uh, I've got more checks and balances. I was gonna say I got more checks and balances than the federal government, but that's not gonna work. (laughs) I got a lot of checks and balances. And what I'm telling you is given our track record and given what's around me, you can trust the God in me and you can trust this church. We will be transparent. The entire way. I promise you this. You got a question, we're gonna answer it. Now, how this is gonna work, I will walk through the next couple weeks. Next week is mission critical. You gotta be here. We're showing our short film that lays out all of this. Every week, more questions are gonna be answered. You're gonna be blown away next week. If you ever wanted to invite somebody to church to see what we're about, next week is the week. I mean, that's how important next week is. Uh, but, but ultimately, here is my goal. We've got to raise, over the next couple of years, we've got to raise a little over $6 million. <laughs> 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 okay, they will make fun of me forever for doing that. I'm sure they're going to cut that up in a video and make fun of me, but it scares me a little bit. But like, hey, one of our values is, is we're risk takers. And, 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 and this is that moment where we bet the farm. I'll explain this over the next few weeks, but my wife and I are about to make such an extreme sacrifice uh, that 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 we're we we are we are like we know it's God because it's so extreme. And the thing is, this is you know that you know that uh, emoji in the chat that like the the brain is kind of exploding. Like, I feel that way about what God's asking us to do. But I also, I was looking at it the other day, and I felt like God said this, tell the people this, that if they jump in on this, that's what their life is gonna be like. Because some of us, we, we've, we've journeyed this far with God, but we've played it safe. And being here to stay is not playing it safe. Some of you are gonna jump in on the generosity journey for the first time, and it's gonna freak you out, but all of a sudden, Some of you are going to be be, tithers 10% for the first time. You're like, how is this going to happen? And God is going to provide in unbelievable ways. Some of you are going to be extravagant givers for the first time. And you're going to be like, God, what you want me to do? What you want me to sell this? You want me to go here? What God, and God is going to then give more seed to the sower. See, we're not giving to get. We're giving to give. And when we give, we gain ground. And that's exactly what's going to happen, not only in your personal life, but in the life of the kingdom of God so the gospel can take ground. My goal here is not that we reach the six plus million. My goal here is that we have 100% participation from children to youth, to adults, to folks retiring. Everybody got to play their part. It's going to take all of us. That is the kingdom of God. See, the thing is, is it's never about the about. It's always about the sacrifice. This is not a generosity series over the next six weeks. This is an obedience series. This is a revival series. And so I've titled this this talk for the next few moments, I've titled it, For Revival. Because unless we take these steps, the revival that we're seeking, the the prayers, the fasting, all of it, this move of God we're seeking will be limited to the limits of our sacrifices or lack thereof. Now I want to, um, I want to go to a passage, briefly today that encapsulates our mission. Someone painted this for me, and I don't know who they are, but it ended up in my office, and uh, I appreciate it. It's it's um, it's images of Philadelphia, very old Philadelphia. It, it's things are spelled different, and I guess you can spell anything any way you like these days, but. Isaiah 58, 12 says, and your ancient ruins shall be rebuilt. You, somebody say you. Actually, somebody say me. I'll raise up the foundations of many generations. You shall be called repairer of the breach, the restorer of streets to dwell in. Powerful verse. What's happening here? Well, the scripture is on the heels of a rebuke, Isaiah the prophet, uh, he is letting the Hebrew people have it. The, the Hebrew people have are exiting exile after fifty plus years of being away from their homeland, and they are headed back to Judah, the southern part of Israel. What was the southern kingdom? Kingdom. They're on their way, and they're basically they, they they're, they've arrived, and they're making sacrifices and they're fasting. But they're doing it to get something from God, not to give something to God. And Isaiah's like, hey, you're doing all this dead religion, but your heart is far from God. Wake up. What's wrong with you? And the people... They're doing this because they're frustrated. They've been away for, for generations. Some have never actually even been in this holy land. And what's happened is is their temples and their buildings are in ruins. Their streets are destroyed. What was once beautiful and prosperous and a tribute to Yahweh does not exist anymore. There are mixed blends of people. There are people who are living out a cultural expression who are half here, half there, and they are frustrated. And they want things to go back to the way they were. And God is always interested in doing something fresh and new. There are some things that should go back in the realm of morality and in the realm of true worship and in the realm of God's miracles, but there's always a fresh anointing, a fresh touch, a fresh move of God that God wants to pour out. And the Hebrew people are far from God. And Isaiah, he says this to them, hear me. He goes, hey, you really want God's favor? You really want God's pleasure in your life? This is what true religion is, you dead religious fake phony prayers. That's what he's saying. You really want true religion? Well, you'll loosen the bonds of injustice. You'll do something. You'll stop tweeting about it and writing articles and you'll get out in Kensington and go feed somebody. Uh, You'll share what you have with those who have not. You'll be generous Uh, You will bring the homeless into one's house. You'll give clothing and shelter to the naked. You will reconcile with those you're mad at, family and friends. You will help the afflicted. These are more than one-time actions. These are behavior changes from a heart change. It's a lifestyle. And Isaiah probably knows this, but we know it now. The people of God, the Hebrew people, they're never, ever, ever gonna get it right. Why? Because they can't get the law out of their brain. And so what happens is, of course, Isaiah goes on and he prophesies of the Messiah coming. The government will be on his shoulders and all this good stuff that will cover it Christmas again. But ultimately, these people are never gonna get it right. Why? Because they don't have Jesus. And when we stretch back into the history of this ancient text, we see this declaration, but more of a prophetic invitation. An invitation for those who, when living with the law, won't get it right. We'll keep missing it. We'll fail. For those who keep trying and trying over and over and it doesn't work. Honestly, I think this text is more about our inability to win and succeed apart from Jesus. In other words, friends, in, in our might, in, in our own strength, in, in our own trying, we're never gonna live up to the standards. But what we have that they didn't have was Jesus coming and dying and raising from the dead and in his ascension saying, if you just wait on the Holy Spirit, I will fill you with fire. I will fill you with power. I will anoint you to preach the good news, to lay hands on the sick, and they will recover, to lay hands on the blind, and they will see the deaf to hear. I will give you the power of God from on high where you will be sons and daughters. Will you be anointed for good works? You will rebuild the ancient ruins. You'll raise up the foundation of many generations. You will be the restorer of the breach and of streets to dwell in. Friends, that's what we're gonna do. We're gonna rebuild the ancient ruins together. That's what the next six weeks is about. That's what here to stay is about. That is what the next two years is about. And when I think about the spiritual heritage and the external wreckage of our city, we've got a partner in resurging it. Churches are dying. Some churches are aging out. Our city is dismissing her spiritual heritage. And friends, listen to me. I am believing for a revival for the ages. I want so badly, please stay with me. What I want so badly is an angel or or the spirit to tap on God's shoulder and say, hey, if you would just look and see what's happening in Philadelphia. If you just look down, here's a people who are hungry and crying out and believing for you to move like never before. I know they're in a mess. I know their city looks like Gotham, but God, there's some lighthouses down there that are asking for your breath and your blessing. Would you? go again when people think of philadelphia i don't want them to just think about food and sports and smelly garbage i want them to think about revival about the move of god taking place with a group of broken people that can't do anything apart from the blessing of jesus There's an internal wreckage that people still need healing from the trauma of our city. People who are living without Christ, the stats of kids and youth whose education has been decimated. Guys, I don't know about you, but I find this situation comparable to where we are at today. Our nation and our city is particularly anti-Christ and anti-church. It's economically destitute. It's high in crime. It's unjust. There's extreme sexual perversion. There is an assault on our children, their bodies and their minds. There is a raging drug war. The question today is what are you gonna do about it? We're gonna rebuild the ancient ruins. We're also gonna raise up the foundation of many generations. What we do, friends, listen to me, look at me. What we do over the next two years is going to impact children and students 50 to 100 years from now. That's a promise. And here's how it's going to impact them. Either we're going to get involved and build lighthouses and see things change, or we're going to be apathetic and just say good luck to the next generation. That's the truth. That is the truth. Whether you like it or not, we have a responsibility to tomorrow. And I'm tired of seeing the same stuff you are. Aren't you tired of seeing it? But one thing I know about the scriptures, one thing I know about the kingdom, one thing I know about God is everything good takes time. Everything good takes time. And friends, this is gonna take time. The the decay and the the pain and the raging drug war and the sexual perversion and the the, the gun violence and and our city in in, in great peril, all of that took time. And for it to be returned and recovered and transformed and for the ruins to be raised up, this stuff is gonna take time. And I have a pet peeve, okay? Okay. Uh, Particularly younger generations say this But it it goes for all of us Some people say it like this Well I don't know if I should invest And get involved Because well I don't know if I'm going to be here I'm just here for college I'm just here for for a short time With my job Or with nursing I'm just here uh, for a little while Or when I retire I'm moving to Florida peace And while all of that might be well and true and nobody's mad at you for it friends every season of your life is a seed and what you do now you will feel in the next season it's just true and so what i'm saying is is you're here you might as well be all the way here until you're all the way out what's the point of just of being here and just wandering and being a consumer instead of a contributor Sow your seed here for what God wants to do when you get there. Some, some, of the, some of the greatest artists from Da Vinci to Michelangelo are great architects. You know, they worked on projects. They painted and they built and some of them built the stuff until they died and they never saw the finished product. And some of us, Some of us are going to invest over the next year or two years or three years or five years and God's going to call you on. You might be called on to glory. You might be called on to retirement. You might be called on to a new job or a new place. But friends, hear me. hear me. One day, one day you will receive the reward that you give to Jesus. One day you will see what your investment and what your sacrifice did. Someone's going to come back here after 10 years and you're going to go to a wedding or a family reunion or you're going to go to a funeral and you're going to be here on a Sunday and you're going to walk into one of our buildings that you paid for and that you built and you're going to stand up and you're going to worship and tears are going to roll down your face because you're going to see some kid who was going to be a statistic but because you sowed, they're saved. You're going to come in and you're going to see, man, I'm so glad I sowed, I invested. while I was here, I was here to stay so the work of God can carry on. What are we gonna do about it? We're gonna raise up the foundations of broken generations. I was talking to somebody the other day and they're like, you gonna have any more kids? And I said, I think my wife is two and through. man, our kids are so beautiful. How could we deprive the world? Been sleeping on the couch since. And I was asking them, they're like, I want to have five kids. I was like, oh, all right, whoa, whoa, whoa. you know. I don't, and they're like, man, this is what we got to do, man. We got we to gotta, we gotta have babies. We got to occupy. We got to raise up Christ followers, spirit-filled, Holy Ghost-filled saints who are fighting, ready to walk in their schools and deliver Jesus. I said, great. I was like, I'm scared for my kids to go outside some days. What if that changed? What if we invested the time? Ecclesiastes says there's a time for everything. There's a time to plant. There's a time to reap. There's a time to sow. There's a time to cry. There's a time for war. There's a time for peace. Right now is our time to sow and plant and see God do a mighty work so one day others will live in peace. It's possible. I believe Philadelphia can be a city on a hill, but it's going to take all of us. As I close, which I've probably said four times, Don't you hate preachers? Wouldn't it be awful if a preacher was a pilot as I prepare for landing and then never lands? But I'm landing here. We're gonna be repairs of the breach and restorers of streets to dwell in. Here's what a breach is. A breach is a break. When you look at the Delaware, when you uh, look at the Schuylkill, there's a gap. But for many people, for many people, there's a great gap. There's a chasm between God, living water, and their life. And and what the passage says is, you shall be called the repairer of the breach. You're a bridge bridge builder. Good Lord. I could have been bad, but it wasn't. I know some of y'all were trying to get me. Like, I'm putting this guy on YouTube, he's asking for money, calling people. So, just stop, stop. Every laugh is another dollar. All right, look, quiet. It says, You okay? So, so Isaiah's not going, he's not going, uh, hey. I'll be the repair of the breach he's not going jesus is going to be the repair of the breach he's not going hey your cousin's going to be repair of the breach he's not going the preacher's going to be the repair of the beach or breach or the the I got to stop saying this I said beach <laughs> I need to just preach in tongues and maybe you'll hear it what he's saying is is it's not me it's what he's saying is it's not me it's 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 you it's us. No, no, I I know. Not by might, not by power, but by the Spirit says the Lord. But somebody's got to step up and stand in the gap. Somebody has to. That's how God works. God looks and he says, "Who is willing to go?" The other day, my son had the most epic and ridiculous birthday party. And one of his teachers came and she wrote a card and she said, Maverick, God's always looking for a leader and that leader's you. What I'm telling you today, friends, is God's always looking for somebody to use. And those people are us the apostolic mantle and call of god for revival on this church in this city is for right now it's not about money it's about obedience about being a restorer of the breach it's about us saying god if you can use anybody you can use me i know i'm not a worthy or even worth it, but you said jesus so it must mean something thanks so much for joining us today I especially want to thank those of you who give generously to help us revive every block. If you enjoyed this message, you can subscribe, share it with your friends, screenshot it, and post your social stories, and tag us at the Block Church. We'd love to hear from you and how you found this encouraging and inspiring. Thanks again, and God bless you.